Welcome back to the Mail Room, where we interview aspiring entertainment industry professionals. I'm Steven. And I'm Tyler. And today we have on Addison Cassidy, another Temple graduate like Tyler and I. Owl hoot hoot. And she's an executive assistant at a company called Management 360, and their entertainment component, Entertainment 360, she is an assistant to two executives, one's a manager, and one is the VP of Production and Development. She also is super passionate about animation. Animation. She's a huge anime fan, and eventually she'll want to produce animation. Yeah, and just for some context, Management 360 is a management company and a production company, right? At Management 360, they do both. They do everything. And they also produce some stuff, like uh, Halle Berry's Bruce, she said on the podcast. But uh, being an assistant to executives, she's really getting that exposure of both the management side and the production development side. It's almost like three jobs, honestly, because <laughs> one's production and development, which is two jobs in right. one, and one is a manager. It's kind of a crazy job. She says she works like 11 to 12 hours a day. I she know. reads countless books per week. So she's an assistant to a literary manager, right? So she's, yes, right. she has to read books all the time and give coverage. And I think she has to do the coverage for the development side, too. Exactly. <laughs> and be a production executive's assistant. Oh, my goodness. So... Yeah, she's doing it all. She's super driven. Another uh, go-getter. Representing Temple. We love it. Also, just a little warning. We had to cut one of the clients at Management 360's names out. So if you hear a little beep like this, that's why. Addison Cassidy. Here she is. So Addison, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're all Temple. Temple, see you. Yep, we gotta bring it back, even though we're not feeling it anymore. We gotta bring it back to the West Coast sometimes. East Coast. Right. East Coast. Or bring. Yeah, it. well, we gotta bring it over to the West Coast. Yeah, I said it wrong. We gotta yeah. bring. We gotta bring the West Coast back to the East Coast sometimes. So, where are you working at? I'm working at Management 360. I've been working there since uh, March 2020. I got hired two weeks before lockdown. Yeah, so, but I made the cut, you know? I survived all the furloughs and layoffs, and, you know, I just kind of, me and my, this one other coworker of mine, Damon, we, like, stuck it out together, you know? We just tried to make ourselves super invaluable, Mm -hmm. which wasn't hard because, like, unfortunately, a lot of people were making mistakes around us, like other mailroom people. So what they did, like, when lockdown happened, they sent everybody home except for accounting and mailroom. But they split. So basically, mailroom became part-time workers, but they still gave us full-time pay. We just couldn't, we just didn't get overtime. And that was going on until like June or July. Whenever like that PPP loan ran out, that's when they started like slashing people. And they cut the support staff by like 60%. So you were a a mailroom starter in the industry. Yeah. You started in the mailroom. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And I was in the mailroom for a full year before I got on the desk, which is a lot longer than most people. But considering I had a job throughout the pandemic, I'm very happy and fortunate in that regard. So you started out in 2020 at the mailroom? Mm-hmm. And wow. I got on a desk in March 2021. Okay. I, I feel like a lot of people also don't know that 
Like, I, I think when you think of a mailroom, you think, oh, like, one of the agencies. Like, that's where you're going to be. But these management companies, like Management 360, also has a mailroom. They do. Like, I think, like, your, um, your three arts and, like, your anonymous, like, the bigger mm-hmm. ones, like, they, you know, I feel like if you have, like, over 20 managers, like, you should have a mailroom, I think. I think you should have maybe over 10 managers, you know. Just because there's a lot of, like, little stuff that, like to do like I don't know like our mailroom does a lot of coverage like script coverage or book coverage um they also help our accounting a lot by like running like deposits to our like secondary accounting firm that kind of like handles the accounts and uh you know they you know like the two weeks before uh lockdown I mean I was constantly going to like clients houses and like having them sign things and stuff like that because they were still pretty much an analog system Mm. at 360. And then with the pandemic, they were like, not only are we moving offices, but we're going digital. So we got to get rid of all this paper, Mm. which was a lot. And you were working in the mailroom at this point. Yeah. And I mean, this company had not like done like a spring cleaning since it started, which was like in 20 or 2001. It was oh like my. 20 years. So you had 20 years of, uh... <laughs> of paper just to throw out, <laughs> putting in these shredding bins, waiting for the shredding people to come and take it away, that kind of thing. So would you say working in the mailroom for a full year gave you like a, a very solid understanding of how things work at the management company? Oh, yeah. Especially like management three management 360 specifically. A little bit of a tongue twister there. Yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> it really is. Like, I mean, when you're like, it's like you and one other mailroom person and then like two accounting people in this huge office every week, all every day, all day. It's like, I don't know, you just get to learn things. Like people tell stories. You're like, I mean, it's kind of rare that you could talk to somebody that's, like, working from home. But, like, if you get a hold of an assistant, they're, like, ask you to do something. You get a couple questions. They'll, like, give you, like, the lowdown on what's how the company works. Because mm-hmm. I think that was, I think, the hardest thing was learning, like, inner office politics virtually. Right. When assistants weren't allowed in staff meetings. Mm-hmm. Or, like, support staff or, like, anything like that. Would you ever cover for assistants that were out at... A certain point like would you ever be on a float on a desk Surpri- in the mailroom? surprisingly no because um eventually like so in the when lockdown started there was five mailroom people they laid off three so then there was like me and damon left so you were one of the survivors yeah and me and damon were the last to be hired um so how did they lay off the other three and keep they the fucked two? up oh like you don't, if you don't seal an envelope for a $40,000 check, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so it's well, on them for... I mean, like, I mean, if you fuck up that bad, and it's, like, multiple times, I mean, it's like, why would the company keep you, right? Yeah, it's, it's negligence at that point. And there's a lot on the line, a lot of, like, these are big deals that are being made. Like, I think one of, I think, like, a big email fuck up that I did is I emailed the wrong client something about for another client... So you're saying it's better to take the extra 15, 20 seconds to look it over and be... One to two minutes. One like, to two minutes, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes I, like, like I'll right. read it over, like, five times. Yeah. There are, there are times I'll draft up an email and then put it away 
and then like go to the bathroom or something and then come back read that, it again yeah. just to Smart. make sure Smart. that it's all correct get a yeah. set of fresh eyes on I'll, it i'll get some other people in there sometimes <laughs> like can you read this like does this make then you have every assistant right around now? your desk okay. <laughs> or even like when you're like oh hey do i sound too formal in this like mm-hmm. do i sound like friendly because it's like how do you make it's i think one of the tricky things is how to make friends over email but stay professional, mm-hmm. you know? I And I notice, like, a lot more people, like, because there's been a high turnover, I feel like, in the past six months, new people coming in, people leaving, people getting promoted. Um, a lot of the new people are using, like, emojis between, like, the assistants and stuff, like, which I find super comforting, but it's also, like, is that professional, you know? And it's, like, but maybe it's the new professional, all it takes is one person to not be comfortable with it for it to not work. Right, because I think, like, you know, like, my boss has put, like, sm- like analog smiley faces in, like, his emails to, like, clients or something. Like, mm-hmm. in a very wholesome way, you know? Or, like, he'll put, like, a winky face when he's using, like, sarcasm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, finding your voice over email can be, like, super helpful because, like, some people just sound really cold, too. It's like you meet them and they're like, oh, you're not not an asshole. You're not cold, but... So let's give some context here. What is it exactly that you do at Management 360 now? Uh, I assist a literary manager um, and then, like, VP of production and development on the production arm branch. So So. you are an assistant to two executives, Mm -hmm. one that does... Managing, yeah. And manages writers. Manages writers and directors, mainly writers though. And then my second boss, she is like just a development production exec. So she doesn't rep anybody at all. She's not a manager. She is solely in like the production company branch of 360, which is called Entertainment 360. So management, entertainment. So Management 360 is a management company coupled with a production company. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Three Arts. Mm. Yeah. Or like Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Nice. Basically. So I think, and I think the reason they have like Entertainment 360 is because it kind of looks weird to be like, oh, we're a production production company. It says, but we're management 360, you know? Mm-hmm. So just also like we're talking about some of those management companies. Can we get, like, do you know the landscape enough to be like, here are the management companies that like we compete with like we're at the top we're at the bottom like do you know the landscape yeah like i mean i think our biggest competitors are probably like three arts or like luba rocklin um maybe brillstein Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i think i think anonymous is just kind of like like you're anonymous and untitled are kind of like a little below but not by much Mm -hmm. um those are the ones off the top of my head that i can remember but yeah and then what about in terms of production company like is is that's the tricky when part. Management, Entertainment 360 say they're up there with it or? Well, we did uh, recently, um, you know, the Halle Berry directorial debut, Bruise. Yes. We produced that with Netflix. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's cool. And then, you know, we're doing, um, oh, actually, I don't know if that So was. is Halle Berry a client as well? Or did this kind of just. She was. Oh, she was. Um, she kind of like, um, she's making her own production company right now too. So we're kind of like partnering. We're, we're, you know, we're keeping, we're maintaining the relationship with Hallie, right? But she wants to do more directing, um, still acting, but you know, just making content. You see a lot of these like big A-listers doing that. Like, for example, she's done like 
six or eight um, Mandalorian episodes. Mm -hmm. And um, and she's a client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my boss reps her on the directing side. He's actually a very unique person, too, because he was he's only been a manager for four years. And he was, like, a studio executive, like, head of a studio for, like, 15. Oh, wow. Something like that. He got his start in Warner Brothers as, like, a CE and then, like, um, eventually went to Lionsgate. It was, like, help running Lionsgate and Summit. And then he said, I want to be a manager. Yeah. He, like, in his words, you know, like, I, I learned how the sausage was made. I was there. And, you know, I just got to a point where... If I never made another movie again, I'd be fine. So I think right now he really wants, I think, because he's a very, very sweet guy, like very wholesome. I think it's really rare to meet someone like that yeah. at his caliber. Um, yeah, I think he just wanted to help people, you know, and like still have that creative niche because he does help develop, you know, give notes to his clients and stuff like that. Kind of what people at production companies would do. That's cool. And so production and development executive yeah. is essentially... She goes out and like helps produce the projects. Um, she, um, like she started last July of 2021, and they had her... Um, they like started by bringing her on to a couple projects. She's still producing a few projects on her own from like the last company she worked out. So she does a little bit of the side stuff. She's been brought on to like new producing projects and um, she also helps look for IP to like option or get a shopping agreement and to like stuff. So a little bit of both like really does development and like also does production. Her biggest skill I say is in the creative because I think she was a writer at one point when she was young and she just like she understands how writers work and can give notes very well mm -hmm. in a way where the writer is willing to absorb what she's saying and like think critically about it because I think I don't know if you've been on calls like this with your boss but it's like you know some writers and directors I think you could even say this about like actors too like they don't take criticism well Right. Well, my my boss is more representing. He's right. He represents stand up comedians. So I don't even. They see the they can take show. a lot of criticism. And, and my boss, honestly, I I feel like this. I can say it. Like he acts as an agent much more. Like he does not. I feel like maybe that's also a difference between the agencies and the management companies. Uh, the agencies really don't, at least from my perspective, put as much creative thought into their clients projects that's what so, i've noticed so they're not like he's not giving any notes to anybody about any creative decisions he's just getting them where they need to be and getting them the money that they need to make yeah you know like really working more as like a business liaison yes 100 percent. he gets them on stage and gets them the money what gets them the money yep mm -hmm. yeah. i mean that's what sure agents are good for are you know it's yeah. necessary i used to work for yeah. um an agent turned manager you know okay. when like caa wme had like all those layoffs mm -hmm. um we kind of adopted a few of those people mm. um and that's the one thing i noticed from working for those people they don't really get into the creative they're still operating like uh agents even though they're in this managerial role so how much is like i want to do this as opposed to like this needs to get done and i have and like this is what we're doing um i would say like 
maybe 60 to 75%, like I do want to do it because she's a development executive. Mm-hmm. And then he's managing a lot of clients. He has like almost 50 at this point. Um, so it's a lot, a lot of talking to people, a lot of like, you know, getting the deal done, you know, that kind of thing, selling, pitching, whatever. I mean, he's an amazing pitcher though. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, but all the manager stuff, I don't want to do. Like I have no desire to be a representative at all. Cause like, you know, I think even, like, because you're just at your client's mercy all the time. And, like, when you deal with high-caliber clients, it's, you know, some of them aren't always the nicest. Who are some of the other clients that uh, you have to work with? Um, like Hillary Swank. What? Hmm. Yeah. Million-dollar baby. Yeah. Yeah. We just, actually, we just signed Dion Taylor and his uh, production company, Hidden Empire. Um, they do a lot of like, um, like content like for and by black black people and stuff, and mm. it's like a lot of like hard comedy, but it's great. What are some of the things Dion Taylor makes? I don't know. You know, embarrassingly, I don't know because we just signed. I don't even know Dion Taylor. <laughs> it's like it's like crazy though because sometimes you they keep a lot of the signing pursuits like confidential from the assistants. Mm-hmm. So like, one week we were setting a meeting with him, and then this week we signed him, and I was mm. like, whoa, whoa, yeah. Like, <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, like it was, it just went by so fast. But, you know, they, my company takes confidentiality like very, very seriously. Like, I think I work more as a coordinator because I'm looking for IP. I'm also maintaining the whole development and production slate for both film and TV for the whole company. So I'm the one putting updates in there. I'm basically gatekeeping the slate, making sure no one outside of the company has access, that kind of thing. So you are really in this position right now where you have the management side right on your left and the production and development side right on your right. And like mm-hmm. you are seeing all aspects of this industry, basically. Yeah. That's amazing. So <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so... We, we said an agent's job is really, like, the business stuff. But pretty much, like, all of these, like, people in the industry, all this talent, they have agents and managers. So what is the relationship? Like, what is the manager's job? The managers are, well, my thing is, this is how I always think of it. Agents come and go, but your manager stays. Mm. You know, your manager's kind of like your life partner through your career, usually. Not always. Like, like we lost best client at one point but it was because her agent became a manager got it and the only reason that she went with that person is because technically she had been with that agent longer than her manager but eventually it didn't work out she didn't feel like she was getting you know the same type of service that she was before and then she came back and that happens a lot too where you know we lose a client for a temporary amount of time maybe they're just not working like whatever and then they come back want to do other things, want to do different things. Um, And, like, managers are, like you said, agents are all about the business and getting you the money. Managers help curate your career and your trajectory Mm. and, like, the impact you're going to have. Because this is a cultural industry, and so that's why managers typically stay longer, and it's why you have less managers. Like, you could have, like... 10 agents, but like one to two managers. Mm. So I've, the most I've seen is like three to four managers. And when you sign people, is, do, does it, 
do they already have an agent sometimes or is it more that the managers will go out and pick up people off the streets and bring them into the company? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think we're still decrescendoing from the writer's strike that happened a few years ago. And when that was happening, I mean, a lot of the writers didn't have agents, but they're getting some now, but then some writers and directors are like, I don't fucking want an agent. Like, I'm good. Like, I have my lawyer, I have my manager, we're getting it figured out, you know? And I think in that sense, that's when the manager starts becoming more of, like, an agent, like, like, searching for those jobs and stuff like that. And I think what's great about Management 360 in particular is that we try, and I think succeed, at uh, providing, like, a holistic service so that you don't always need an agent because we're so well-connected, like, internally and externally. And... I think even the way like some business practices we do are very similar to agencies as well. You know, we try to be in line with what they're doing as well. That kind of thing. So essentially they're helping to, you know, determine whether or not a a talent should get involved with a project or not, or whether Mm -hmm. that's good for their career or... Right. It's like, you know... um, because sometimes people will try to convince you to be in like the weirdest shit like it it's like i don't know it's like you're asking me to play like a character from like this like you know story from a country or an ethnicity that's not my own like that i mean that could be appropriation and like you know if you don't have somebody on your team that's willing to tell you be like hey like i don't think this is a good look like you may not a lot of people may not know they may be ignorant to it and are these managers going out and finding these roles for, or these, yeah, these roles or yeah. jobs, or are they just helping facilitate, or are they just giving you perspective? They're doing all of it. Okay. Like, um, like I'm constantly like setting general like drinks and coffees with my boss and like people in the industry. Like he'll be like, hey, sorry for this out of the blue email, but I heard you were looking for this for this project. Like mm. a colleague of mine told me, like the whole cold email or cold call and. Um, I think my boss is more of a fan of cold emailing. Like I, my first ever desk I was on, she cold called a lot. I mean, but she was an agent. So I think that was kind of like more of her practice. Right. right? And, um, but a lot of times like we have a good like OWA and ODA internal system where we're constantly sharing like who, who, who got offered this, who got submitted this, like, do you want to maybe submit your client, my client and your client are kind of like similar, they do the same things, but my client doesn't want to do this right now, that kind of thing. And so what is your day to day? What are you doing every day? Are you scheduling? Are you also trying to help find these roles? Are you, I really, I, I, I take a step back. I don't try to help find clients jobs because it's not what I want to do at all. Mm -hmm. The system before me did try to do that though more and was that accepted yeah oh yeah yeah she would like see an owa forward it to my boss and be like hey would like debs patterson be good for this hmm. and he'd be like yeah like submit it and then she would submit it and but i just i i don't have a passion for that and i also don't have time to do all that because you're also on another desk yeah like i work 11 12 hours a day oh my goodness <laughs> and you know, I'm eating, I'm working through my lunches most of the time. Uh, it's all by choice. You know, like we get an hour, you know, like labor standard, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's fine like that. But 
I mean, personally, like, I just want to get my work done at the end of the day. And I want my boss's business to succeed and not be held back because I can't handle the work. I'm still, like, one of the only people that has a double desk at Management 360. They've split most of them. But I'm not really ready to split the desk yet. Because, like you guys said, I'm really in a unique position. I Mm -hmm. see it all. And also, my bosses are, like, my mentors. And they're really nice Mm -hmm. and patient people. And they, like, want to see you learn and grow. So, I don't know. I That's why I'm kind of, like, you know, I'm grinding my ass off right now. And, like, I'm so fucking tired. But, like, <laughs> I've learned so much in the past year, you well, know? thanks for making the time. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm, what, you got a book to read this weekend, too? Yeah, a book and, like, two to three scripts. <laughs> oh, my it's God. You're hev- making the time. It's a heavy reading <laughs> weekend. I mean, but that's the thing. You have to be constantly, like, absorbing content. Like, mm-hmm. not just, like, what's already been... Like, I feel like I don't have as much time to watch shit because I'm like, no, I need to be right. finding the next thing. Right. I think right now what I'm developing is, like, uh, searching for IP skills in the comic book space because that's what interests me. Like, I want to go into animation. Like, I want to be an animation executive. Like, just because that's what I watch. That's what I'm into. I don't really watch live action unless I force myself to or really? unless it's really good. So yeah. what, are, what are some of the, your favorite things? What, what's something that said, all right, I'm, I'm going into animation? Oh, I mean, like, ever since I was, like, one of the first movies my mom got me was a Hayao Miyazaki film. Mm. So that started me off right from the get-go. What <laughs> movie? It was Kiki's Delivery Service. I've never seen it. It was really good. Yeah. I've seen Spirited Away. Yeah, that one's amazing. And I started Howl's Moving Castle. That's my favorite. Is it? That's my alt. It's more of a slow burn in the beginning, but it's actually, it was a book before. Mm-hmm. And I read the book, and the book's amazing too. Um, but I just love the, all the details in it, and then like Christian Bale is just like amazing. So you're finding that anime is deeper thematically than live action in your opinion? I wouldn't say that, no. but I think it's just as. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I could honestly say just, I mean, I haven't seen too much anime. Like, I'm a mm-hmm. Avatar of the Last Airbender is my max so far. But uh, <laughs> I will say that the animation I have seen, like, you know, the Pixar films more, say, uh, they really tap into what it means to be human. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, on my wall here, I have a poster of Inside Out. I, I believe that's very slice of life and yeah. captures so much nostalgia and like what it means to grow up. I, I could say the same thing about Incredibles. I, I love that movie to death. Okay. I, I do think they really, um, just because maybe that you can play around with so much more, like you're not constricted by the laws of reality, <laughs> that you can spend more time focusing on trying to send a message in the most impactful way yeah i'm actually reading a book uh it's called storytelling uh like it's like all about how pixar in particular like Mm. what their like formula is and like how they do it and i i just started it so i can't really speak to it but it's it's very good and insightful because they use inside out a lot and like ratatouille like just kind of like as examples like getting like deeper into the character and like getting meta with it wow what's the book called it's a little blue book. You can find it on Amazon. Um, it's called uh, Animation Storytelling through like Pixar or something, something, something. 
Well, that's cool. We're plugging it on the mailroom. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a good check one. it out on Amazon. I, and that's what I, I mean. Like as if I don't read enough, but like I'm trying to read for my own personal growth as well. Just because I'm, I don't know. Personally, I feel like I'm 26 and still an assistant, but that's not anything to be worried about. But and like I don't judge anybody who's like in their 30s and still an assistant. But like for me, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so behind. But I think that's just because of the pandemic. You know, like everybody's feeling that way. I don't think you're behind. I don't even think it's a pandemic. I think it's <laughs> yeah. this industry. Yeah. I think it's, I don't think you're you got to pay your dues before anybody gives you a shot. That's very true. Yeah. We, we have people on this podcast all the time. I don't think... Yeah, we, I, we even had anybody who's like slightly past the assistant role, like in development at least, mm-hmm. that is like our age. Nobody, yeah, nobody's doing that. You're right on track. (laughs) The funny thing is, and sometimes we talk about this is like, if you started in this industry, the time right after you graduated from high school and didn't go to college and started getting all these jobs like in development, you'd be ahead. You'd be like, oh yeah, super ahead. You'd be, you'd probably, you probably would be like a step up in development by now. My well, my one of my my boss is kind of like that. Like she's super, like she's still in her thirties and she's like. You know, kind of a VP of development right now. Wow, that's a lot. And it's a huge responsibility. You know, and you know how she did it. She negotiated. She was like working at Discovery, like as an assistant, and she wrote a show. And she was like, "You can either pay me for it or give me a promotion." And then she went from assistant to director of development. Wow. Yeah. Leverage is important in this industry. It is. Yeah, be a that shark a at jump. some point. Yeah, you could be you be a sheep with how you like treat people. I think, but like at some point, you really gotta like you go get, for it. You do. You gotta you gotta use what power that you have mm-hmm. always. And believe in yourself. All right, so we gotta we gotta find a little bit more about you. I think. Mm-hmm. So I feel like how this whole conversation we about animation and everything. I think I asked what you do on a day to day basis. Oh yeah. Can we go back to that? I I feel like I don't answer that. I like I schedule a lot. How many what, email email your inbox? How I many pop, emails are you getting? I a send day? like seventy five to one hundred emails a day. And how many do you think you get every day? Oh, I don't want to think about that. I just like I I this is really like probably perfectionist attitude, but I'm like, did I work hard enough today? And I look at like the emails I sent each day, mm-hmm. and if I'm like, oh, I only sent fifty emails today, like I feel like shit. Because I'm like, oh no, like, I mean, not every time, but sometimes it, it's really just keeping the inbox under control Mm -hmm. because like my roommate works at a boutique agency, right? He does, he finishes all his tasks every day and like can go home and he's like, oh my God, I hate when I have, I have to leave work for myself for the next day. And I'm like, I can't, I physically have to do that. Like I can't (laughs) physically do all the work in one day just because there's so much coming in you know so it's like and I think working at like a bigger company like that and you probably have this experience you have to learn what to prioritize at what point so it's so difficult yeah Uh, it's really challenging is your goal at least to clear your inbox every day like to the best that you can mine's to like uh, me and my boss implemented this new system where he like sends me like we have this email chain going and it's like we call it like notes but it's really like a task list so like i look at that not everything that i have to do is on that task list because he forgets to put shit on there so like i try to like fill in the blanks and then i'll write in sometimes what i do and then i'll cross off what i've done and then so that's like his side 
And is there two inboxes? Do you have two computers? No, I I just get all, it's one inbox. Mm. Um, but it's organized. Like, do you have it? So if it comes into this one email, it comes in like this. No, because I would I, I would not look at the other. Like, it has to all come into like the inbox, and then if I finish it, I file it away into mm. another folder. That's kind of what I do. There's like the client's folder, and then there's a client name, and then like it'll be the client incoming subs, the outgoing subs, and then like all their accounting paperwork, like payments, invoices, booking reports. So that's it's kind of a detailed system. I have to like make a bunch of spreadsheets and like track down names and be like, this is a list of writers that we could go out to or DPs mm-hmm. or. Um, so at least you're, you're really learning a lot of the names in the industry too. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. great to be in a hub like that where you really can, like, Learn. I name a name and you go, they're at this company. Or if I name a writer, you're like, oh, yeah, they've wrote these three things. I'm not there yet, but, oh. like, on the way to be, on the way to closely being there. The more hopefully. exposure you get to it, the better yeah. I entertain it. Is know? that the goal, to kind of be at that level? Yeah, because, like, at, for a good producer, you need to have, like, an arsenal of, like, good writers and directors and, like, people in your back pocket that you can refer to and recommend, like, offhand. And then I guess... On top of that, you're going to want to know for going into animation, animators and voiceover actors. Are those things that you pay attention to at all in this job now? Yeah. I mean, I went to LA Comic Con this year and like went to a bunch of like those panels and like starting to figure out who all the voice actors are and um, even uh, like who writes for animation. Luckily, my boss does rep a bunch of writers for animation. Like we rep like uh, Jason Headley. Who did Onward and mm. is do, did the new Buzz Lightyear film coming out? Which looks incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and I loved Onward. I think that's one of like as far as like the newer like family animated films mm-hmm. that came out. Like I really liked that one. Nice. I agree. I, that was a good one. I'm excited for Lightyear. Yeah, yeah me too. It looks. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I want to see that in theaters. Right? I, I do too. Yeah. That's one of the ones yeah. for, for this year. That, the Batman and Lightyear. That's top of my list. <laughs> I really have nothing else. Hey, yeah, it's crazy. Um, oh, she's having me more involved in like this animation project we're putting together. Mm. Um, it's thirty minute comedy TV series. Does she know that you're interested in animation? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sitting in on pitches and I'm gonna be giving notes and stuff. So that's, so that's like honestly like I think sometimes it can be frustrating working for like a super like corporate company and shit like that. But my bosses are fucking angels <laughs> and that's Would why. you consider this a corporate company or is this Oh yeah. yeah. 100%. It's really, Management 360 is very buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they don't, and they may not have always been like that, but there's been this transition to really be more like that. Hmm. Like, and they've been working on this, like, my two years is coming up, and that's all they've been doing in the past two years. Like, you know, like, I think they want to be, like, you know, competitive as well. And, like, when you have people just working all the time on two different jobs or three different jobs that they're supposed to do, like, how efficient can they really be? You know? Are your bosses working the 11, 12 hours a day that you are? We were working from home this past month, and but now I'm kind of, me and him do a hybrid schedule where we go in later, like not right at like 9 a.m. or anything, but like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and that's because like, and personally like I hope I can keep doing that, and they'll advocate for me to keep doing that because um, 
because it's just really hard to like get up in the morning sometimes like I'll just like roll over and start answering emails like on my uh, phone or something or on my laptop it's, it's so dangerous I think Oh, I, I think f- dangerous is the right word to say. Oh, yeah, because I've fucked up being groggy and, like, sending an email before, but it ended up being fine. Yeah, I feel like it's also dangerous to your mental health, like, of just rolling over, like, it's like you work, going to bed, sleep, wake up, work time, like, yeah, isn't yeah. it a lot? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm di- am I dying inside? Maybe. <laughs> so do your bosses also have to coordinate that together, like, how they... Like, who, it's like, I don't know, like, joint custody type of situation. I try to make that, like, as seamless as possible. That's nice. Yeah, so... I guess that does really fall on you. I think a lot of the expectation is it does fall on the assistant. Sometimes, it just depends on who your boss is, you know? Because, like, I think that's the thing. That's another big difference with managing versus agency. Like, an agency has kind of, like... the word like a like a format for how each business person's business should run basically Mm -hmm. like whereas managing it's more like we're kind of like doing our own thing and like coming together to help each other out yeah Hmm. and i think the way management 360 differentiates themselves from the other management companies is to kind of be more like an agency in a sense where we have these manager teams and not a lot of management companies do that or at least i don't think they do I'm not sure. A management team as in like a bunch of managers will help with the one slate client. of oh, with one client. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I also want to know how you got the job in the first place. Where did where did that come from? A good old Temple alumni connection. Nice. Uh, do you you know Jenny Choi? Yeah. yeah. You? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I don't yeah. know her. Uh, she's great. Amazing. She interned at 360. She's plugged. Yeah. She's very she got she's, me my first job in LA. Oh, she did. Literally, too. yeah, she's Jenny wheeling. The yeah, plug. she's wheeling and dealing jobs out here. <laughs> like. Yeah. So she and they loved her because she covered a desk as an intern for one of the founders. Mm. And, and this founder like notoriously like doesn't like their assistants most of the time because I don't I think they have bad luck with assistants to be honest because like it's a personality match. It's kind of, you know, you have to right. match make a little bit. And Jenny's personality just really worked with this person. Yeah. And so they loved her. They're like, yeah, we'll take any resume you send us. Sent my, she sent my resume to the HR. I got called for an interview, and then I was hired less than 24 hours. Yeah, wow. And then two weeks later, boom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then shut down, lockdown, whatever. Shut, wow. Yeah. So without that, what would you have done? Like, where else were you applying at the time? I was applying everywhere. Like, and you, you had just moved to LA? So, like, I got here August 2019. I did a supplemental semester by doing the LA program okay. as, like, a way to, like, build connections. I did two internships. So I was working five days a week. And then I was doing, like, the Saturday class, all that stuff. And then from January to March, I was just applying to places and not getting anywhere. Of 2020. Yeah, or 2021. Or, yeah, 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. What's the difference? Literally. It all blurs together. But, um, yes. So, January 20 to March 2020, I was just applying to jobs, and I wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. Wasn't getting interviews. So, I was like, I got to... relate to that. I got to switch it up. Like, I got to start, like, networking. So, I was just, like, reaching out to Temple people. Went to a couple, like... 
like birthday parties and stuff and like I hadn't, I knew Jenny but like we hadn't really like talked a lot in school and so I was telling her what I wanted to do um luckily I feel like between I feel like a lot of temple people want to go into production minus like you but and me so I think this was like mm-hmm. a great chance for her to like actually recommend someone to like the corporate space. right right that's awesome and then recommendation interview in yeah mailroom for how many years or one year one One long year and then you started on the did you have other bosses in the meantime management 360 or was it so when i got on a desk i got on two desks in march 2021 and they were both like agents turned managers from like caa wme it didn't work out you know one of them it just wasn't a personality match mm-hmm. you know and th- and that happens it's not to any fault of the assistant or the manager and and did did you feel that in the moment were you like oh like this isn't my fault or did you take it personally at that time um well i will say we were going through some structural changes at 360 when it kind of came to climax and you know, there was a two-week period where I was back in the mailroom, and that happens a lot, you know, like, you know, it's, but I think I was very anxious and, like, insecure. I was like, oh, my God, am I going to get fired because I couldn't mm-hmm. do this? And it's like, I'd always been told that I was, like, such a hard worker, you know, and, like, I do good work, but, you know, it was a really big learning experience because it's, like, sometimes, like, it's all it's about the working relationship more so than like you getting all the tasks done Uh, yeah i i i i can totally relate to that because i put all my work into being like i I put so much work into being a good assistant or the best i can be and then to have been told i I wasn't told but if i were told like uh you're not my assistant anymore it's not working out I would take that personally just because I have been putting it was kind of a mutual, my effort. It was a it. mutual breakup. You can get fired. Like you just got really allocated. Reassigned. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, I don't think it's too, unless you like make a major fuck up, I don't think it's too often at these companies that it doesn't work out with an agent and the whole company goes like, you're done here. Unless you make a major fuck up, I do have heard sometimes they'll throw you back in the mailroom and then you'll just never get. I think it all depends on like the conversations you're having with HR and Mm -hmm. how HR is handling the situation. Mm. How many people are at Management Three Sixty? Probably like sixty, sixty-five people. Yeah, it's not too big, like enough to know everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, But like. Like I said, like, you know, like, I respect my former bosses so much. Like, you know, their job isn't easy, you know? I can't imagine what it was like being an agent at, like, a top five company and then just getting, like, let go like that. You know, some people never recovered from it. And, you know, to get hired as, like, a manager, you know, you have, like, a tenth of the clients that you used to have. And it's like, okay, how can I be of value to this company? Like, how how am I going to bring money in? How am I going to make three times, make the company three times my salary's worth, mm-hmm. you know? Because that's, that's like a big thing. Like you have to make the company money. You know, you can't just like, if your clients aren't working, you have to sign new clients. And it's kind of that. Whereas like, and that's why I don't want to, that's another reason I don't want to be a manager. Like I just, it's just very high stress sometimes. Yeah, I mean, 
I can totally, like, because you want to get your clients' jobs, but at the same time, you want to do what's best for your client. Yeah, but, Which like, is also- always tough. That's, like, a double-edged sword sometimes, because you want the money, but, like, oh, I can see how this isn't the best career move for you. Right. I think that, put, that really puts you between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. as a representative, because... Or, like, in a situation where, like, your client has a very specific taste, you know, and you're trying to, like, fill that for them, right. but, like, can't. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just turning everything down, or... You know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong in a working relationship. Of course. I've, I've seen it all, you know, like, this network really wants this writer on, but they're, like, not willing to pay him, like, what they're paying, like, the other co- pro- co-executive producer or whatever, and it's just, like, all the politics involved. It's it's a lot. It's, it's dance, I will say. In an ideal world, like, the next steps for you would be what? Going to, like, a, okay, so this is what I want to do. I want to go to a studio and I want to work my way up to be like a studio executive and then like be really successful and then move to a small production company and just chill the fuck out. (laughs) So what are some examples of the studios that like would be great for you? Like Sony animation or, Mm. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying for a while, but like, I don't know, like maybe Netflix, Netflix is so volatile. Like, yes, they pay people more, but no one's on a contract. You can get fired at any moment. It's Mm. very high stakes. I think being an assistant at Netflix would be fun. So I wouldn't mind going there and then switching somewhere or whatever. Um, But I would say like the Sony's like, you know, I'm a TV person. Like, I think it'd be so cool to work for Cartoon Network or Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would even work for Nickelodeon. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I like Sony. I like that you said Sony is the first one because I think they just with Spider Verse. I they might have made Mitchells and Machines too. Do you know if they, they did? did? They I, did. Well, it was Lord Miller and somebody else. I think it was Lord Miller and Netflix. Oh, so it was Netflix yeah. animation. Lord Miller is who I would also work for. Mm-hmm. It is right. so good, really and good. Um, yeah, I would just love to work at one of those companies, and then like consult. I ca- consult afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like that's you have I'm, your retirement figured out. Literally, I don't want to do this forever. Like, I don't want to be in this industry forever. And that may be like, I don't know. I feel like some people are like, then what are you doing here if you don't want to do this forever? And it's like, um, I want peace at some point in my life. That's what I want. (laughs) So I think in addition to what I'm doing now and grinding, it's like I have very minute time for like other personal gains, but I'm trying to get into real estate. A little bit. Mm. Well, we'll let you go read. Yeah, All right. I know. Yeah. What, what are you Please reading? Don't. What are you reading now? Anything good? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You. That's that's. You just said you started a book. Well, well, I mean, the book that you have to read this weekend. It's a thriller book. I'm not like a big fan of thrillers because like they're. The first two acts are fine, and then it always falls apart. Usually, not always, but a lot of times, unless you find like that one great like Gone Girl or whatever, you know. But right. you have to read. That's and that's the thing that people don't understand about development. You have to read a lot of bullshit to find like the diamond in the rough. They're thick. I <laughs> but I've, I I have a system for reading books fast. I like will read the first hundred pages, you know, all the way through, and then like depending on, like, how good or bad it is, I, like, if it's, if I'm, like, this isn't fucking going anywhere, this is too contained, like, this is not a right producing project for 360, I'm, like, pass. If I can say three things that are wrong with it, pass, already. Let's say it's, like, I'm on the fence about it, I'm 100 pages in, I'll either 
read the last 50, figure out how it ends, or I'll only read the dialogue pages hmm. until I get to the end. And then probably read the last like 30 to 50 all the way through. That's pretty smart. Because you still get, oh, or you could do. It's like how you do an SAT. Yeah, or you do uh, the 5-5-10 method where you read at one, like five page, want this page, five pages, this page, and then 10 pages, that page. Hmm. I don't like that, but some people do like that. There's all these tips and tricks. Yeah. Once I start having to read, I will be calling you. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I have it all. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, Addison. We're signing out of here. Uh, thanks to Ross for producing. We are the mailroom where we interview aspiring entertainment industry professionals. Uh, see thank you. you. See you yeah. next time. Bye. Bye.